Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It is Friday, I am your host Derek Oakry right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I thank you so much for hitting that subscribe button, giving us a listen here. You know we come to you Wednesdays and Fridays talking all things Detroit Lions and we serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in <laughs> Drink it in, fill up your glass, whatever you gotta do. It's gonna be a fun show today because uh, this whole show, other than my news and notes off the top... It's going to be about new, how they do it on UFC, and new Lions starting quarterback Jared Goff. I mean, but I'm not just going to tell you all the stats and go chronological. I'm I'm going to give you some stats. I'm also going to give you some chronological stuff about Jared Goff. But what I'm going to give you the most is a full glass of blue Kool-Aid about Jared Goff. Drink it in I'm going to give you best case scenario, Jared Goff. I'm going to give you reasons to believe. Some of you might know on my other podcast, Believe in Lions, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V. I mean, I'll give you reasons to B-L-E-A-V in Jared Goff. I'll tell you why he's done everything right up to this point. I'll tell you why he might do everything right once they kick the football off and get rolling here in the NFL season. I'll tell you why Jared Goff could be in the Lions uniform for multiple years to come and Lions fans could be very happy about not only his play but the football team around him and the results that we get. So without messing around, let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's get a couple news and notes here off the top. Now, since this is about Jared Goff, I thought I'd just kick it off with this. So all you guys know out there that I'm a big eBay guy. I've been buying and selling on eBay for a long time now. I probably buy more than I sell or buy more than I should at times. But I, I got to say, I'm one of the best eBay buyers in the business. I mean, everything I find on there always feels like you know, 10 20% of what you could really get it for. It's always perfect condition stuff. It's always a home run of like the size, the fit, the feel, the quality, the the value. You guys hear me talk about that when I'm talking NFL draft. We're talking about the value. <laughs> I mean, I always feel like I get tremendous value on eBay rather than going to a retail store. Or like I said, the best part about eBay is you find stuff you could never find going to your local sporting goods store or, you know, whatever you end up shopping for technology-wise, you know, you get not only the craziest deals, but you don't waste any time, like, 
driving around, going into the store, looking or trying to locate, and then like trying to deal with all the other stuff that goes with all that. And, I don't know, dealing with people and retail folks and cashier, you know, all the garbage you got to do. So anyway, let's get to the chase. So, you know, I'm on eBay. I'm kind of searching. I'm always searching for different lines, products. You know what I mean? Like I uh, got tons of great like Nike dry fits and jerseys and and all types of gear. I've, I actually got some sweet like uh, all you guys that love shoes out there. I got some uh, Nike Air Dunk Lows, um, the lows and the high tops in, in lines, blue and gray and whatnot. Those are freaking sweet. So uh, I'm cruising around and I come across this jersey. And, and I like I had to take a double look. I'm like, that's a that's a Nike game cut in black. <laughs> it's from 2016. The black jerseys that never were actually worn by the Lions on the field. Everybody knows they rocked the black for a year or two in the in the Reebok days. But Nike was going to bring the black jerseys back. I know some people love the black jerseys. Some people hate the black jerseys. To me, I've always been in between. I had a Kevin Smith black jersey way back in the day, you know, after his couple good games. And I thought he was going to be the, the real deal coming out of what? UCF or wherever he played and set all these crazy records then came to the Lions as a I think the first pick in the second round I think they trade up for uh, Kevin Smithy but uh, yeah I had the jersey but in my overall like rankings of jerseys like the black jersey is nowhere in the mix really it's it's not a favorite of mine but I had to look at this twice because I was like damn that's like a one of a kind because those were never worn this is game cut it's a prototype and, um, I mean, it couldn't be more high quality, just like a player would wear on the field, Nike, just top line. I, I obviously can tell all that different stuff with, with um, you know, what I've looked at, what I've purchased in the past. So I was looking at this thing, and I was just like, man, this is just too rare to pass on. So I ended up snagging it up, and it kind of gives me, like, especially when you're talking high quality, like game cut type jerseys. I got the black I did get one in the gray, which you guys all know I do hate the gray jerseys. I've got the white, got the blue. So kind of got the whole spectrum now of like real quality jerseys. You know, they're ones you could almost put up in a frame or put on the wall in the man cave type of thing. That type of quality more so than you'd even wear them around. But uh, anyway, getting back to the, the, the reason for the story and the, the talk again, we're talking lions we're talking jerseys here. But after I bought it, I was kind of looking at it and, and I was like, oh, damn. It's a it's a number 16. <laughs> and the reason it's number 16 is because in 2016 is when Nike was supposed to debut these and the Lions are going to rock these black jerseys a couple times and for whatever reason they just never did. I, I don't know if if it, you know fans kicked it back or if if management decided they didn't want to roll them out there for whatever reason, but they never debuted, but this was an actual one that was made. I even talked to the guy that sold it. Um, you know, he got some I think all the jerseys are made out of Wisconsin there. He knew all about it and really great person to deal with. And I was like, "Oh man, that's that's a Jared Goff. That's a like almost a throwback Lions black Jared Goff here heading into the new season." So, um absolutely love it. I thought you guys would like that story as well as like I said, I bought it more because it was just so unique and they didn't ever wear them and it's kind of a 
a really good quality item at a good price. But the fact that it's a number 16 and now, like I said, I don't really want to rock the number nine now that he's moved on. All respect to, to Matt Stafford, but I've been debating, you know, do I get a Swift? Do I get a Hawkinson? Do I get my boy Tracy Walker? How about a uh, Okuda, Mr. Okuda? But I've just been rolling with the current jerseys I got in the closet. But, hey, man, I might have to break out the black number 16 if Jared Goff starts balling. And we'll talk in a bit about uh, the fact that I think he will. So just want to throw that out at the top. Now, let's go ahead and hit another news item uh, here with the Lions. Uh, Mr. Todd Gurley. Um, you know, he's in with the Lions. He went and visited the Ravens. This was weeks ago. Feels like months ago now at this point. I know there's part of the fan base that wants Todd Gurley. Is part of the fan base that want nothing to do with him. You know, rumor and innuendo was, you know, this week he was going to sign with the Ravens. I, I put a tweet out saying it was months ago where Todd Gurley was, was quoted via his own Twitter of, oh, man, I can't wait to ever let everybody know where I'm signing. I mean, that was probably two and a half months ago now at this point. This guy's still unsigned. He's still out there. And I'm just torn. Do I want him? Do I not? I think I went from, like, wanting him just to add another running back to, like, not wanting him, one, because he's taking forever to make a decision or to set up with a team. Two, I think if he doesn't come here, my guy DeAndre Swizzle, as well as Jay Swaggy in the backfield are going to be able to uh, do more things and get more touches, so I'm all about that. And, yeah, I I just think go sign with the Ravens, be a third, four running back, insurance, whatever, try to win a championship. I, I This guy can't think he's a, a quality one or, or or you know guy that's going to get a lot of touches. I mean, he had pretty good stats last year with Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. You'll look at those. I want to say he had double-digit touchdowns. He had a couple games over 100-plus yards. I mean, he was not a slouch. He was not a scrub. He wasn't hurt for long stretches of the season. And, I mean, if he if he ends up inking with the Lions, I, I think it would be okay. But I've just kind of soured on it a little bit of like, if you wanted to be here, you'd be here by now. You'd be getting up with your teammates. You'd be getting in. Instead, I think he's trying to play for every little buck he can get, as well as just kind of overplaying his hand as a football player. So um, let, let's hope as Lions fans that Gurley signs with either the Ravens or another contender, and the Lions can just keep rolling with their backs they have now, and then maybe a, an even better, younger vet. Um, um, with with knees that aren't made out of wood will uh, come available and they can add that if they'd like. But I think you get by with Swift and, and Jamal Williams as long as you use them properly as well as I want to see what Jamar Jefferson has. They seem really high on him. So let's get him some touches and, and let's make sure we protect ourselves, though, from, hey, if you get an injury or two, you just got a guy from the local bowling alley playing running back, which we've had basically for over a decade plus now. And it's killed our football team. So we'll see what Todd Gurley does. A couple other news items uh, here off the top of the show. I, I, I didn't clear this with my man, uh, my guy, Brian Ives. <laughs> but, uh, but I think he wouldn't mind me putting it out on the show. I think I said this once before, but this saga continues. <laughs> Brian Ives, a buddy of mine on Twitter, real good guy, supporter of the show, fun guy, uh, always putting out Lions content and other stuff out there. He, he he manned up and he paid like whatever it is. I think at NFLShop.com, it's like three hundred and seventy-five for a Nike Elite Vapor Untouchable Game Quality Jersey, right? 
he writes me, hey, man, I bought, I bought the, um, the Hawkinson. Can't wait to get it. I'm like, hey, man, it's going to be sweet. I got one of those in the closet. It's a hell of a jersey. Um, it's going to be good. Now, uh, it's going to be a half rant, too, because NFLshop.com, he buys it like months ago. And and they 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 say like it's gonna take them six to eight weeks I think it is to make these jerseys right they make them by hand or they they customize them is what they tell you it feels like they stitch it stitch by stitch if it's taking you six to eight weeks I mean geez oh man it's it's twenty twenty one you think you'd be able to pop that jersey and out and I don't know a day more uh, <laughs> instead of six weeks but uh, anyway they got this crazy lead time right so Brian's waiting waiting. And then he finally gets the jersey. Oh, sweet, man. The Hawkinson's in. Opens the package. It's a Nike Lions Hawkinson jersey with with black piping around the numbers on the shoulders, on the back, all over the jersey. Like, do these people not watch football? Do they not realize that we, we don't have black accents on our jerseys for the last, I don't know, four, five, however long, many years it's been now. Like, this is the new jersey, the new look, but instead of the gray outlining on the blue jersey, it's black. <laughs> oh, so I'll make this short, a little bit sto- shorter. But anyway, Brian writes me. He's all up in arms. He calls the people. Oh, we're, we're sorry, whatever. We'll send you a replacement. Don't worry about it. He gets a replacement weeks and weeks and weeks later. Black piping <laughs> around the numbers (laughs) he's livid he can't believe it he has to deal with these jabrones again on the phone oh i can't believe it uh you know we'll we'll make it right (laughs) this time he wants a penne sewell (laughs) waits weeks and months i think he got with me a couple days ago on twitter sent me a dm hey i got the sewell jersey oh sweet man it's great finally this is done with the sewell jersey has black piping (laughs) around the numbers like let me just say this NFL shop fanatics whoever you are like are you freaking kidding me you work for the National Football League you sell jerseys for a living you charge people 375 plus dollars yet you send a man three jerseys that don't even represent the team <laughs> that that he that he that he roots for that he paid for you do it three times. You still dealing with this? You can't get it right that the Lions don't have black accents on their jerseys? It's gray. It's blue. It's not hard. I don't know. Maybe turn on a football game for once and see what these jerseys look like and then go hand-stitch them or whatever the hell you do to make sure not only that Brian Ives but any other Lions fan gets an actual jersey that represents a team that they root for, that they paid for, and that they waited months for while you put this thing together incorrectly. Unbelievable, man. Brian, shout out. Appreciate you supporting the show. Don't think you'd mind that rant. And let's get it together. I mean, hold on. Let, let, me, get, let me get my bell out real quick because you know... NFLshop.com, Fanatics, the NFL, Roger Goodell, whoever else is is profiting big time off these jerseys, you know they're not going to mess up, I don't know, a Patriots jersey, maybe the Giants, I I don't think they're going to get the colors of the Chiefs wrong, (laughs) I don't know, are they going to maybe mess up Matt Stafford's new jersey in L.A.? 
<laughs> are they going to get it wrong, you know, when they're making a Green Bay Packers jersey? Are you going to are you going to send that to somebody? Is it going to have purple on it? No, I don't think so. Cuz those are all the teams the NFL likes. Those are all the teams the NFL respects. But for Lions fans, they're just going to sell you a Fugazi jersey with different colors that don't even match the team because they don't care about the Lions. They don't respect the Lions, and they can't even get it right after three calls saying, hello, is this thing on? There's no black piping around our numbers. How do you not know that when you work for NFL Shop, the NFL, and I've told you two times, and you still get it wrong? Ridiculous. All right. Let, let, let me get a little Detroit Kool-Aid here. Calm me down. Drink it in, man. Oh, it tastes so good. It always tastes so good. Now, on a better note, again, I, I didn't know my intro was going to go so long. We're going to get to Jared Goff, I promise you. But on a, on a better note, I want to tell you, if you're a Lions season ticket holder, you know, you, you, you probably got your tickets all paid up. They should be coming to you digitally via the uh, the app here shortly. But what the Lions did do, they put out a little uh, email, a little um, newsletter, whatever it was, kind of saying uh, Lions fans will be invited to training camp, which is great news. I, I always definitely enjoy a little uh, road trip down to training camp, soak in some sun, watch some football even though it's just random practices you get to do that and always interesting to see uh that set up up close and all the great lions fans that out there i know even uh, logan lamarandier from sports illustrator did the does the show with me around once a month or so um we were chatting just recently i was kind of like man me and you need to just uh connect and, and head to training camp go grab a burger and, and take in a day of football he was like yeah man that'd be fun we should work that out now we all know life gets crazy busy and it'll probably be hard to to figure out and make that actually work but that'd be fun man just to, to head down there with logan head down there with one of my buddies uh whatever or like even if I have to roll down there solo because it's crazy work uh, schedules and everything that's going on, um, would love to connect with some of the Lions fans, some of the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers down there. But uh, just great that the Lions are having training camp open, that it's going to be available, life's getting back to normal. I think there was a thing that went out recently that said all NFL teams will be at full capacity uh, week one. That's tremendous as well. So I encourage you, if you're a season ticket holder or just a fan of the Lions, um, not just this year, but almost every year, like make a, make a point just to get down to training camp. Um, take your family, take your kids, uh, go down there just as a, a solo football fan and, and sit up in the bleachers and wear your jersey and, and watch practice and, and kind of get fired up about this team. You know, training camp is always kind of a neat time just to be out at Allen Park and watch the team go 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 to work, do their thing, but also show your support by going down. And like I said, really nice uh, atmosphere down there. They've really added a lot when it comes to the bleachers, the the – um, sign set up the little promos where you can get your picture with like the Lomas Browns of the world and you can um, you know Rory's there for the kids and I know that's everybody's favorite and um, you know there's there's little things to do little games and food to eat they bring in the food trucks and stuff so I'm just pumping it up that everybody should get down to training camp and enjoy a day if you can um, as well as you know definitely take your kids and introduce them to the Lions they'll love it and they'll become a lifelong fan as well so so do that and the other thing I wanted to throw in if you saw that newsletter if you are a season ticket holder there's a little discount so I just went on my big rant about jerseys um, 
So you might want to be a little careful if you if you use this and, and go pick up yourself, especially a 375 Nike Elite jersey. But uh, other than that, I think they will get the colors right. And if you want to buy a uh, zip up or hat or T-shirt, whatever it may be, there's a little promo thing at the bottom uh, where season ticket holders can go to, I think it's DetroitLionShop.com or, or something to that effect. You can go there and get 20% off anything you want. So I encourage everybody to gear up. You know what I mean? I always think you go to a game, you have a T-shirt, a hat, a jersey, whatever it may be. Not only we do the joke about Seinfeld, got to support the team, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just having some gear when you're about to go watch a game, even from home. You know what I mean? On a Sunday, th- throw, some, throw some gear on before the game and get hype. You know what I mean? Um, you know, pour yourself a glass as well. Drink it in. Uh... <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid, wear the gear, get excited for Lions football this season, no doubt about it. So... Let's let's go ahead and do this. I've been going for about 15 plus minutes. Let's go ahead and get my sponsors in here, and then I'll do the back half of the show about uh, the best case scenario for Jared Goff here. So normally you'll hear kind of like my pre-recorded ads, but like I I totally got. I just noticed and I had known it for a while. It's just life gets hectic and I'm trying to get to all this different stuff. But there's a couple of things. One, I knew I know I need to redo the intro music <laughs> to get the uh, Stafford Blast and the uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, audio and who else I got on there? Carry on. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's uh, let's play the drop one more time for that guy. Carry on my <laughs> Exactly. I got to get him, Kenny Stafford, off the intro. Nothing against them personally, except carry on kind of because he's kind of a, a crazy, aloof weirdo. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Kenny's still a beast. I hope he does great. Stafford's probably going to ball out. But I'm going to try to take them off the intro music. I, I'm debating if I'm going to try to add, you know, new player clips or I might just keep it simple with uh, some drinking ins, the cool beats, and, and a few other things that you guys will enjoy. So I'm working on that. But uh, what I was really getting to is I I realized, too, that my ads for reality sports, you you know what I mean, just not where it needs to be in regards to quality. I don't know what I was thinking, just not the best edit as well as not not really what I wanted to say. So I'll just go ahead and do those ads live this week and see if I could do them any better. So uh, let's do this. Like any of you guys that love fantasy football, I mean, I'm talking really – love fantasy football you know are you tired of those like 8 10 12 team leagues that you're in with people at work or you do with your old buddies but it's the same old thing you know what I mean you could do the draft in your sleep you know the the fun factor just isn't there anymore you know the same couple people win it's just not what it used to be years and years ago right so what you need to do is go over to realitysportsonline.com this platform has been out for quite a while now, and it's the best like platform or, or structure of fantasy that I've seen in a long, long time, as well as just it's my most fun leagues that I'm in are on realitysportsonline.com, RSO for short, and this is why. If you love football and you want to challenge in fantasy football, Reality Sports Online is a contract-based league, so you got to kind of balance the budget. They base everything off a real NFL salary cap. There's a free agent auction, rookie drafts, and in a lot of leagues I do, there's so many more trades that happen than in a standard ESPN or Yahoo um, type league. It's you just can't beat it. 
I mean, you really can't. So it, whether you want to do a crazy deep league like I'm in or you want to do an 8, 10, 12 team, 16 teamer um, with small rosters, you can do that on realitysportsonline.com. And I just encourage you to go check it out. Um, you know, they're, they're always, you know, trying to work on improvements, trying to better their website, their app, all this stuff. But the, the meat and core of the website's incredible. Just the way that you can... Um, you know, just have these reality-based teams um, and feel like a real general manager is where it's at. So everybody, like I said, I, I had no notes, but I, I just wanted to speak more freely about reality sports online. You guys have heard me talk about the Oakry Detroit Lions, which I started in 2018, and I'm building them up hopefully for a Super Bowl run this year. I've got two to three, four other leagues on the Reality Sports Online platform. They're my most fun, um, most involved, always kind of wheeling and dealing, always looking forward to the deep rookie drafts that I'm in where I'm taking guys like Tylen Wallace or <laughs> who else did I get this year? Jamar Jefferson deep in one league. Or you're taking guys, you know, in that second or third tier like the Deami Browns of the world. So that's really where I have my most fun is kind of digging deep for that talent. I know a lot of you guys that are listening to this show love football. So I just encourage you to check it out, um, especially people that are kind of burnt out on fantasy football the, the old way, but maybe want to try a new type of league. I think you'll really enjoy this. And the, the best thing is it really doesn't take any more time than your standard leagues once you get the feel for it. Right in the beginning, I've had some people like, whoa, this is too much. And it's I'm too involved. But all you got to do is give it a little bit and then you're like, oh man, not only is this not uh, as hard as I thought it was or complex or anything, it's just a heck of a lot more fun. So you can go check it out and jump on the website, get in a small league, do it for a year, and then maybe go from there. Maybe expand your roster size or do it more. But I've just totally enjoyed it. I'll be in um, leagues for years to come. I'm involved with uh, realitysportsonline.com too. I'm the commissioner of their high stakes league. So if you got a couple thousand you want to throw in and, and jump in a league, um, you know, you could do that as well if you're a, a big-time fantasy player. Or if you just want to play with some of your buddies um, on a fun new platform, you can do that, uh, you know, for free over there as well. So go check it out. Um, you know, I really appreciate them. Uh, I, I thank them for sponsoring the show as well as for letting me be a part of it and let me tell you guys about it because I just really I wouldn't pump it up. I wouldn't do this big, long uh, personal read if I didn't love the product, if I didn't believe in it, if I didn't think it was the uh, the top, you know structure and setup that I play in fantasy football these days. I mean, you got your auctions, your standard leagues, your best balls, but I feel like Reality Sports Online is the best of all those and just uh, where I enjoy the most as a big-time football fan that loves the player acquisition, roster building. And like I say, it just makes Sundays so much more fun when you are uh, a part of these leagues and you got all these players to root for and uh, can show off your skills of how much you know football and how, that diamond in the rough you found and all that. You can do all that on realitysportsonline.com. So real quick, I want to do another live promo, and this one is for USA Today Lions Wire. Uh, haven't done this on the show, but want to give them a shout out and a sponsor because, you know, I've been working for uh, USA Today Lions Wire for a couple years now. 
writing fantasy articles during the year. We're going to have some stuff coming out soon where I'll have like Lions player projections when it comes to fantasy. I'll have your your rookie rankings. I'll have your positional rankings, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, have all that covered. But I just want to give my shout out here on the show and tell everybody if you're listening to this and somehow you don't know about Lions Wire, you got to go over there and check it out because Jeff Risden's working his tail off, putting out a ton of great Lions content. A lot of other great writers over there that are always putting out um, unique stories, always serving the loyal Lions fan base with good content. So I just wanted to give them a shout out and kind of say, hey, um, if you're looking for great Lions articles on a daily basis and a quick, easy website to go view and, and be up on what's going on with the Lions, go to USA Today Lions Wire, check them out. Go follow Jeff Risden on Twitter. And uh, keep up with all their stuff, man. Doing great stuff over there. And I hope to continue to not only get more involved, but just trying to carve out time to write more things for you guys uh, to be a part of that. And uh, and who knows where, where things could go or, or hopefully I can get more involved with them in the future because you guys all know I love the Detroit Lions. I love putting out content, creative content, and I think there's a lot of room to still do even more of that over at Lions Wire. So go check them out, no doubt about it. USA Today, Lions Wire over at lionswire.com Get ready for the greatest roast of all time The Roast of Tom Brady A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart The 7 time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game Tune in on May 5th at 5pm Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. Back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to those uh, live reads. I mean, I know I rambled, but. I think those are better than some of the uh, pre-recorded. I do a lot of the pre-recorded uh, ads and sponsors just because time. You know, it's hard to to do it live, or it's hard to do it uh, every week. But I, I'm going to work on that here this next season. When I when I do give you guys sponsors, I want to I want to make it fun and good quality for you, as well as I try to limit them where I can. You know, I'm not trying to load you up. I know some of these podcasts, man. There's a few that I I'd like to listen to, but I almost can't listen to anymore because every three minutes in between their sentences, they're dropping an ad on you. And it's it's just unbearable sometimes to listen to. So I get it. The other thing that I wanted to tell you guys out there is to like I just need some feedback on you from you guys about uh, stuff you want to hear. I know I think it was a, a show or two ago where I was like, I want your questions. I want Lions questions. I want you to reach out to me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E and say, hey, man, do a show on this or, hey, I want to hear about this or what's your thoughts on this? And I'll knock it out on the show. I'll also give you a, a Twitter shout out. I'll read your, your handle. I'll pump you up. You want me to, you know, shout out somebody else on the show that might listen that that won't know. They'll hear their name on the show. I could do that for you as well for some fun. 
So send me your questions and your feedback. Like I said, there's been a lot of people that always reach out to me. Hey, man, I love this about the show. Hey, you know, be careful about this or, hey, maybe limit doing some of that. And I listen to all of it. You know, I'm not going to always agree with it, but I appreciate all the feedback. And I always try to take it under consideration of what the listeners want, what you guys want to hear out there. So it definitely hit me up. And and one thing I want to know from you kind of is so right off the top, I was going to do like five, 10 minutes max. And I went about 25 minutes kind of on news and notes and random things and tried to make you laugh and went on a little bit of a rant there, which maybe some of which I've done before. I may be repeating myself on some of these, but I try to just have fun and turn on the mic and go. But I want to know from you guys, do you like a, a 20 to 30 minute show that you can listen on your ride to work or while you're at the gym? Or do you like it when I rant and rave for 30 minutes and then do another 30 minutes on the back end like I'm about to do about Jared Goff here? So, you know, I never know. Some people really like the long shows. There's a couple pods that I listen to that every show is two, three hours long. But I can really appreciate the short show, too. It gets in and out. Uh, even uh, Matt Derry, Lockdown Lions, a little shout out to him. Um, I always like his show because I can just get it you know, on the way home from work or while I'm heading out somewhere or, you know, right when I get home, I usually just listen to that 20, 30 minutes of what's happening in lines, get his opinion on stuff, makes me laugh and uh, away I go. So, you know, let let me know what you're liking. You like the short shows, you want a longer show where I can really dive in deep and and kind of ran rave and have a bunch of fun. So without further ado, though, now that we're like 30 plus minutes into the show, let's get in to not only Jared Goff, but the best case scenario when it comes to Jared Goff as a Detroit Lion. Now, like I said, part of me was going to break down all these numbers and kind of justify why it's a good player, why he's going to play great for the Lions, but you know that's not really my style. My style is give you some opinions, some hot takes, things to think about, generalities, you know, all that type of stuff. So that's kind of what we're going to do here, but we'll take it in, in segments. So, Let's go ahead and and let's do this. Let's kind of do it a little bit, uh, you know, chronologically here. So let, let's just start where he was as a college player overall. Like what I love about Jared Goff. Let's do this. Let me start from when he was traded, and I'll go back a little bit. Let me just flip flop. So the things Jared Goff's done well up to this point that I love is. The minute he was traded, you didn't hear like a negative tweet or bad, you know, things coming out about oh, Jared Goff didn't want to be in Detroit or, you know, he isn't going to go there or whatever. You didn't hear much, which was good. You know, standard cover, kind of get your bearings about you. And ever since he's come here, the guy's said everything right, done everything right, been a leader, um, you know, has a new type of attitude. Um. Different than Matt Stafford, as well as refreshing in a lot of ways. So I liked everything about since he's been here. I like that he's gathered up his teammates. And I think now it comes down to, hey, you're about to go to training camp. You're about to actually start playing real football games. Yeah, you still got to go make plays. So everybody knows there's still things for Jared Goff to do. But I think up to this point, he's been confident. He's been a leader. He's been welcoming to his teammates. He's been positive. He's... Um, been aggressive in some of the things he said about what he expects and what he's hoping to do here in Detroit. And he just really seems to have welcomed the situation and been, 
you know, just really uh, forthright about everything, which I really appreciate. I think this whole regime is much more straight up instead of trying to keep everything like the FBI, you know, everything's top secret type of deal. So I really like that. Now let's rewind the clock a little bit to the player, Jared Goff. We'll go back to college where I was about to start. One of the main reasons I love him, I'm just looking at his college numbers from 2013 to 2015 with the Cal Bears. I mean, dude was a ball player as a freshman at 20, gosh, what was he? He's probably like 19, 20 years old, somewhere in that range. As a freshman, he threw for 3,500 yards, 18 scores, and had a rating of 123. I mean, most freshmen clunk around. I mean, this dude was putting up numbers, but then he really starts to jump them up. The following year, he, he throws for 500 more passing yards, and his touchdowns go from 18 to 35 with a with a 20 plus bump in his rating, but it gets better in 2015. So we're going on three years of pr- production now at a team like 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 California, who's not a, a powerhouse of college football. All of his years, he's 60 plus percentage, you know, in completions, 12 plus games every year, so he's not missing football games. His, his third year, which is only his junior year, 4,714 yards, 8.9 per pass, which is highest in his college career. He has 43 touchdowns with only 13 picks, a 161.2 type rating. Um, here on uh, Pro Football Reference is where I'm checking. Great website if you want to go check out college stats, NFL. I give you every number you could ever want here. But here's the thing. Like, here's the thing with football, prospects, whatever it may be. Like, do I hang my hat on, hey, if you're a good college player, you'll definitely be good in the NFL? No, not always. But if you're a good college player and you have the type of measurables, Jared Goff is 6'4", 215 pounds, um, can throw it smart, has that Joe Cool type of attitude. I think Montana was his guy coming up uh, out on the West Coast there. When you have that and these stats and you played early, I think it's going to translate. Same with like wide receivers. If you played early, put up numbers, and you have the athleticism, the speed that it takes, you're probably going to produce in the NFL as well. So Jared Goff was no one or two year wonder in college. He wasn't a guy that, you know, had big time struggles, but then his last year he tore it up and that's why he was taken number 1 overall in the NFL draft. So those are great things to hang your hat on because part of player evaluation is yeah, you got to go back to college and and see where where he was and what he did and and how is that translated? Has he been similar? I mean, I'm looking at his his Ram stats right now. At 22 years old, you know, he he only played in 7 games that year, but I mean, I'd say a lot of the numbers were were similar. I mean, uh, not the type of success right off the bat that you want to have, but I mean, I'm just trying to see his uh, in seven games worth. What did he have here? I mean, let's go to where he really – so he started playing at 23 years old for the Rams. And he played played in 15 games that year. Dude had 28 TDs as a second-year guy and only seven picks. I mean, he had almost 4,000 yards – 
as a 23-year-old starter. And we all know the Rams were not a good football team back in 2017. Yet the dude made a Pro Bowl in in 2018. His 24-year-old quarterback played 16 games, threw for 4,700 yards, basically, 32 touchdowns, 12 INTs. Let's look at his completion percentage. I pretty much I haven't even looked, but I guarantee it's around uh, probably what he did in college because the guy's the guy's not changing. Exactly these two years where he went Pro Bowl, sixty two percent, sixty four percent. What I tell you, it was in college, sixty, sixty two, sixty four, sixty eight, right in that range, right, which is right where a top level quarterback's going to be. I mean, Drew Brees going to throw for seventy five percent because he's throwing two yard slants all day. Jared Goff pushing the ball down the field, back-to-back Pro Bowls. We all know there was a Super Bowl in there. And people want to act like this guy's some horrible quarterback. I mean, he went and got paid over $100 million at that point, basically, as a 24-, 25-year-old. Then came back with a 16-game season, another 4,700 yards. Yeah, his touchdowns are down 10 touchdowns, and he threw four more INTs. But still, the yards are there production you know they they are still winning playoff games in most of these years I mean more than I can say for a lot of the Lions quarterbacks we've had 2020 the year that everybody wants to kill the guy played 15 out of 16 games even with his thumb injury threw for about 4,000 yards 20 touchdowns 13 INTs I mean yeah that's not what you want especially when two years before he had 32 and 12 so yeah, you want to bring the if it, either bring the picks down or get those touchdowns from twenty back up to the, you know, anywhere from twenty seven to thirty five is an elite, top quality type year, right? It says he's played in six playoff games. Um, you know, he's got eight winning drives to his to his record there. You know, six comebacks uh, in, in his time, and we all know not only has he won multiple playoff games in multiple years. But he went to the big dance. He got his team to a Super Bowl, even though he lost it. So those are kind of the numbers. And like I said, I'm not going to spend all the time on the numbers because the things I want to get to you here that I think are important for best case scenario is I want to lay it out for you. Like, why should you be so excited about Jared Goff? Everybody in the media, all these people are telling you, uh, you know, he's, he's not any good. He's overpaid. He's a bridge quarterback, you know. Don't listen to all that. I mean, you know I got a sound bite for what you need to do. Drink it in, man. Yeah, drink, drink it in. Drink some Detroit Kool-Aid because here's what I'm here to tell you. He got traded at 26 years old. He's going to be 27. Let me let me pull up this tweet right here. This got to give this guy a shout out. So I hadn't seen this guy on my timeline before either, but I'm going to give him a bump. Roderick Burrell at Roderick Burrell. I asked for some st- – golf hot takes and I like this one he said my hottest take is how almost every quarterback Matt Stafford Tom Brady Drew Brees Matt Ryan Phil Rivers Peyton Manning etc have a huge jump in their quarterback rating from age 26 to 27 usually after a downturn golf turns 27 this year so you know, Roderick Burrell is saying, okay, guy had a little downturn, but he's 26, going on 27, new regime, um, new team that believes in him. 27, 28, 29, 30 are kind of those prime years for a quarterback. You've learned the game, you know coverages, 
you know how to deal with receivers and, and skilled players on all different types of levels. So I think he's just saying, don't be surprised if this guy has one of his better years of all time when nobody is saying he's going to be good whatsoever. Jared Goff's done everything right, as I said earlier. He has college pedigree. He also has had very good seasons. You, you take 2016 to 2020, Lions fans would take that all day. Would we be frustrated by last year? Sure, but he bounces back anything close to what he did the two years prior. We're, we're good as gold, right? The Lions also acquired Jared Goff plus two first-round picks and a third. I mean, everybody's putting the the Rams in the Super Bowl, and and some of us hope they're good, so Stafford can have a run, and some hope us hope they're horrible, so that picks in the top fifteen. I mean, we'll see what happens, but any way you cut it, we're getting two first round players plus this quarterback, plus a guy that's paid. I mean, we don't have to worry if this guy balls out. You don't have to worry about repaying him again. The guy's paid for the next three or four seasons. You can ride it out, and then if he really plays incredible, like maybe you give him something else. But I, I think we're just set on the contract. <clears throat> but my best-case scenario for Jared Goff is this. He comes in, does everything he's done up to this point. Then training camp comes around. You hear some buzz. Man, Jared Goff's really not only leading, but, man, is he making some throws out on the practice field? Is he just being very consistently good day after day? The the buzz continues to, to roll for Lions fans. Then, you know, preseason comes. I'd like to see him get some reps out there rather than sit there with his baseball cap on because we'd all see how that's turned out the last few years here in Detroit. Like, get out there, play a little bit. We got a solid offensive line, so you shouldn't worry about getting yourself killed. And get some rapport with your receivers and and let the buzz get even better. Man, look at Jared Goff. He had two drives in the preseason, you know, game two or whatever. Two touchdowns, you know. Game three, came in for one drive, bing, bam, boom, right down the field, got points. You know, that would be another way to to get the – ball rolling for Jared Goff the other thing best case scenario for Jared Goff as a lion is that game against the San Francisco 49ers to open the season in Ford Field a rocking house a good football team on the other side of the ball but if that offensive line can keep him clean the tape that I've watched on Jared Goff when he can stand back there no one's given him credit for being an elite processor, you know, where he can look and get it to the right guy, throw it to him in stride. I mean, you don't have to throw 90-year-old housers all over the field if you can just layer the ball to players, let them run after the catch, you know, make smart plays with the football. Now, again, he's turned the football over more than you'd like recently, so needs to do better at that. But I want the guy to be aggressive as well. But if he can come out and have a hot start against the San Francisco 49ers, that's really going to get people hyped because that's a good team with a good pass rush, a pretty good defense. But I don't think that they're unbeatable, especially in our house with all this new mojo and a lot of unexpected things from the Detroit Lions. Who knows what we might do week one, both on offense, defense, special teams, and in the trick game. We might have some tricks tricks up our sleeve week one to help us get a dub. But Jared Goff comes in and plays well, win, lose, or draw there week one. That's really going to help him. You know, limit the turnovers, score some touchdowns, get the fans excited, and let the chips fall where they may in regards to the win-loss column there in week one. 
Um, you know, his accuracy is something that I value, but I know it's been a, a little bit spotty in, 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 in spots. I mean, I read you off every year, the guy's 60 to 65, 70% type range. I mean, that's fine. If dude was anywhere from like 50s to you know upper 50s and low 60s you know um, yeah I might have some issues but he's he's mid to upper 60s most years which is totally where you want the guy to be so just needs to be accurate in the biggest of moments as well as the deep ball you know you hear a lot of people say oh he, he can't throw the ball downfield or he's not accurate he doesn't have those splash plays well I mean he's got some speed on the outside and you got to be able to scheme it up as well as yeah, when there's a guy open, you got to put it on him. I mean, how many times have I come on this podcast and just rant and raved about Matt Stafford putting his hands on his helmet because somebody's wide open down the field and he threw it, you know, five yards over his head or two yards out of bounds, you know, just due to lack of fundamentals or concentration. Like, I don't ever see, you know, Peyton Manning in his heyday, Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, the greats missing wide open players way down the field so yeah you got to be accurate he's probably got to tighten that up a little bit but I feel like overall his accuracy is fine you know red zone efficiency that's where TJ Hawkinson comes in I feel like you got to be able to be efficient in the red zone that feels like something that and slow starts have what's always been biting the Lions and the Lions quarterback the last five six seven years it feels like you got to start decent in a football game. When you get the ball inside the 20, you got to not only score or kick field goals. You can't be turning it over. You can't be coming away without points. And I know people are out there yelling at their phones or whatever, saying, but the Lions were high in the, these few years. I know there were some good years there where the Lions had good red zone numbers. And what happened? They had pretty good records usually, too, when that happens because it's a very important thing to do. So Jared Goff needs to be a commander of the red zone. He needs to be great there. And these are all things I think he can do. I mean, again, I'm painting the best-case scenario for you. So he comes in, he plays well week one, throws some touchdowns, protects the football. The ball starts rolling with his confidence. He starts getting used to the receivers, starts putting up better numbers. All that would happen. So my thing with Goff, best-case scenario, he comes in and just has basically a year. Like I said, he's got those two Pro Bowl years. Let's say if I put him even lower in the middle of that, that's around like 60, 62% passing. You know, his yards in those years were anywhere from 3,800 to 46. Let, let's just give him a flat four, 4,100 yards. Let's give him that, you know. Let, let's, give him, let's give him a flat 30 TDs, and, and let's keep the INTs at 10 or less. You know, that's a hell of a year for this guy, especially if if the Lions are, are fun to watch and they're exciting. And like I said, even if you're losing games late or or making great comebacks but maybe coming a little bit short, I think the fan base would settle with that, especially if Jared Goff is just command, he's swaggy, his, his teammates like him. He seems to be – I want Jared Goff, best-case scenario, this first little bit, to be above-average NFL quarterback. So I'm talking like 15 to 12 to 12, or even like 15 to 18. Be in that range and let your defense, your run game, your other playmakers help you along. I don't need you to be a top 10 quarterback. I don't have, you know, Detroit Kool-Aid filled takes that you're a top eight, top five guy. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I mean, I drink the Kool-Aid, but not that much. You know what I'm saying? So best case scenario, be 18 or above. You want to really wow me? 
be in that 12 to 15 range when it's all said and done for stats, touchdowns, uh, you know, QB rankings. And that leads me to like best case scenario after year one. I'm thinking a real good year one leads to a year two. I mean, that's not saying the Lions couldn't draft a player. Like I said, if the wins weren't there and you're in the top five, top eight, top ten, and a quarterback slips to you that you really like, that doesn't prevent you from taking him but still saying, Goff, you're our guy because you played well and you led this team and we like you as a football player. Now, everything I've heard from Brad Holmes is like, He's he's rolling with golf, man. Like golf would have to be horrible, in my opinion, to to get Brad Holmes to move off him in one season. But I think a good year obviously justifies a year two and gets the fan base excited. Um, year two, in my opinion, would be where he needs to be more of a top twelve type guy and, and get more W's. Let's say he's in that eighteen range, and, and the Lions win. Six to eight games, you know, year one. That means year two, jump up to be a top 12 type guy and and kick that up a win or two. Get get us in double digits, you know, and be in that NFC North playoff type mix. Um, you know, I got here that Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell, I mean, they continue to bolster the roster, the culture, as well as anytime they get a chance, they talk very highly of Jared Goff. Now, somebody was quoted recently as saying, well, everybody loves everybody until when there's no football games going on. Well, of course, like optimism across the board. I mean, especially here on this show, you know, where we we give you a side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! With a side of Kool-Aid. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in <laughs> But, I mean, obviously everybody's optimistic. And, yeah, we've seen many seasons where we get to, you know, the first four weeks and – our big stud offensive players hurt. Our quarterback's inconsistent. But I'm not here to talk about all that. I'm here to talk about best-case scenarios. So, yeah, they're positive about him now. He's got this chip on his shoulder, this vibe. Why Why can't the guy justify everything the Lions are saying about him and debunk everything that all the media is saying, which is just stuff that, that it's, it's recency bias? If, if Jared Goff would have had a good year last year, everybody's saying, man, they got a hell of a young, good quarterback. But because he had a down year last year, everybody's just running him down like he's some schlub that uh, should be com- competing with Mitch, you know, for a starting spot. And we, we know that's not true. We know this guy has a ton more talent. He was taken number one overall for a reason. He's got an arm. He's got a, he's got a head on his shoulders. He's tough. He's played through injuries. Um, you just got to surround him with talent as well as empower the guy. You know, let him let him call some of his own stuff. Let him, you know, put stuff in the playbook he's comfortable with. Like, let this guy roll. And, yeah, if he gets real out of whack, you know, rip him. Pull him down and say, hey, man, we need you to play better. You know, don't be afraid to do that either. It's been too many years here where the Lions just coddling everybody, especially at the quarterback position, can never say one bad thing in the media. The guy comes out and throws a bunch of bad plays and interceptions, costs you a game, say we need better play from our quarterback, and we expect we'll get it. And that puts the onus on him to be better. But I think, you know, they love him. I'm real optimistic about Jared Goff. I realize that there's other things that could go on, but I'm going to go into the season with this best-case scenario and my opinion, like, I'd like to see him kind of build momentum in year one and year two. 
kind of in order to justify a year three. <laughs> and, and at that point, become a team leader, you know, one of the leaders on our entire football team, but also not the end-all, be-all. Like, Jared Goff could have two really good above-average seasons for the Lions going to year three as a, as a leader still at 28, 29 years old, um, you know, feeling himself ready to, to have a winning football team around him with all those first-round picks, all that young talent. And be able to to win some divisions and, and take this team where it hasn't been in my lifetime. And I think that'd be really fun to watch. So everybody that wants that new fancy toy, that, that quarterback, you know, oh, you gotta draft a guy, let's get this guy out of town. Dude hasn't even played a down yet. Let's see what he does, as well as yeah, if the if the price point, the value, as I said earlier in the show, and the the player is right. Yeah, I got. I'm all about taking a young QB, even if Jared Goff is playing good. But don't don't be so worried about what quarterback we we got or didn't get before this guy plays and shows you what he has. Because I think he's got something. I really do. So that that's like my two or three year plan for this guy. I'm not trying to have him just this year and kick him out of town unless he's just an abomination. Which again, this is the best case scenario show. So I'm talking year three if it all goes well and he is the leader and they've surrounded him with talent. Year three is win the division, get a home playoff game, win it, and and even do more than that. Because I think Jared Goff with a high-quality roster of young, hungry talent can do that. And I think if he gets in the dance with a really good team and maybe with you know a home field game to start and go from there, I don't see why he can't win one, maybe two, maybe three plus games and get on a run. I really don't, but I don't know that it'll happen right away, but I think that's my best case scenario. Above average, justifies the second year, second year plays even better. Third year, has his team, has his football players, his coaching staff has proved themselves, and away we go to winning divisions, playoff games, and possibly much, much more. So that's my best-case scenario for Jared Goff. I hope all Lions fans are, are drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid with, no, with number 16. Drink it in, man. I know I'll have this number 16 black jersey that I purchased in the closet when I need it. I'm hoping that Goff plays really well. I hope he's a, you know, a really good player here in town. I just laid out for you how it could happen. Um, everybody should be optimistic until he gives you reasons not to. And even if that happens, still be optimistic, still be positive about your football team. And, uh, yeah, drink up that Detroit Kool-Aid. So, everybody, I appreciate you listening. Now, next week, I got some good guests back on here on the show. And especially, I think on my Friday show, the one and only Choppy Chop Chops returns to the show. And I talked to him recently. He said, Okri, I got a little something for you on the next pod that we do. And I think he's got a couple hot takes, not only on the Lions, but I think he's got a little something else cooked up that you're going to want to hear. As well as I might just have to put him to the test because Chops has always been kind of skeptical about the Lions. He's always been like, what have they won? Like, they, they don't have this. They don't have that. He's so fired up now. I mean, you want to talk about me serving up Kool-Aid and cornbread. I mean, this guy is dipped in butter and drenched in Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid this year. I might just have to ask him how, why, uh, tell him to tell me the ceiling for his boy, Jared Goff. Have Tim tell me how good Derek Barnes can be at middle linebacker. 
inform me how good denim I've been calling him Big Denim, but he might just be Denim is going to be wearing number 75 playing defense or DeAndre Swizzle out of the backfield or DJ Hawkinson making catches. So I, I might just have, have a fun, ton of fun with Chops on the show and just have him tell me why I need to drink even more Detroit Kool-Aid. So all that and more next week. Thank you guys for hanging in there with my rants, my raves, my big long segment off the top, my crazy long sponsors, and then a big old deep dive into my best case scenario and why I'm so hype for number 16 Jared Goff to be the new Lions quarterback and leader. Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Have a great weekend, a great holiday weekend. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.